All right, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Bad Nucleus Podcast. And I'm your host, Justin Felton. For those that know and those that don't know, thank you all for listening once again. And if you don't have Spotify or Anchor, make sure you sign up by using your email and make up a password and you're all set. And today, I'm going to do part two or a second part of the evolution of chop sake and what it means to cinema today and stuff like that. And today I have the host from the last time, my sister from another mister, Ariel J. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. Glad to have you. I mean, where do we where do we start today? Where do that's kind of hard. I was really wondering about that. Is I was curious, what is he what are we gonna talk about first, you know? I mean, we had so much to cover the last time, and uh, we we couldn't cover it all. But you know, I guess we both got time now, and you know, we ha- I had promised we was going to do a part two, and right, uh, right, like some of the stars of yesteryears, and you know, some of our favorites. We had, of course, we talked about Bruce Lee a little bit. Something I don't want to talk about because I could go all day about. He's- yeah, that. <laughs> We talked so, about the Venoms, too, didn't we? Yeah, we talked a little bit about them and some of their background and some of the stuff that was going on with them. Jimmy Wang Yu, didn't we Didn't we bring Jimmy in it? We got to talk about him because he's the one that is pretty much responsible for jump-starting the whole thing. So, yep, right. we sure talked about him. We talked about Chi Quan Chun and Chim Quan Tai, about how mm-hmm. they're the most ready... Uh, actors because they they have martial arts backgrounds and they have by the time they became we talked about them. We, we I mean there was so much that we could talk about and who we could talk about. So where do we start? Where, where do you want to start? You know what? Can can we really quick talk about last? You know uh, Saturday's movie. Can that was it, it was the first time I seen it. And it was very surprising. Yep. Five uh, fighters from Shaolin, right? Yep. I, you know, I wouldn't have known that that was Mark Long, you know, in the film, unless somebody told me. And then I started seeing the resemblance. But that movie, for the quality of it, is surprisingly really good. Yeah, it's it's um at first I didn't really care about the movie itself because I was probably expecting more and mm-hmm. they were it wasn't talked about at all right and stuff until you watch um uh, till you read reviews and stuff like that. And I didn't watch it at whole. I used to watch like bits and pieces of like the fight scenes because they were good, but then I watched the movie a whole as a whole again mm-hmm. over the years and you know I can't watch that movie without watching it, you know, as a whole. Again, right. because it is a good movie. It's quick. It's, it's it cuts to the chase. The action is great. The action was done by Robert Ty and his people. Mm-hmm. And that's probably to me his best choreography job he's ever done. And this includes his choreography work with the Venoms. Right. He's done great choreography work working on ninja films at the eighties. You know, ninja films were very popular. They I like were. to talk about ninja films in this because you can't talk about 
action films without ninja films and stuff. That's like that. true, especially in the early '90s, you know, or the the '80s and stuff. Yeah, but that movie had about five or six superstars with with great nicknames, you know, pupil venom, uh, Chang yeah. Shang, God rest his yep. soul. Uh, it had the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our dear Facebook friend Jim is. It had yes. the Grandmaster Seven, Jack Long, who's also on Facebook, Mark Long, who's on Facebook, the Ghost Face Killer. And that's that's part yeah. of the track getting the movie when on back of the cover is Mark Ghostface Killer Long. And I was like, this is the Ghostface Killer where uh the rapper <laughs> Ghostface got his moniker from. But I knew right, it wasn't right. the him famous. It was the mystery of chess boxing and, and under the title Ninja Checkmate is what I got it from, you know, the Tyson video with the commentary with Rick Meyer and the guy you don't like very much. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> they did the commentary. But, um, yeah. And, you know, they used that as to promote, to get people to buy. And like me, Ooh, Ghostface Killer, let me go buy this movie. So I bought it. Uh-huh. And it was and it was well worth it. I can honestly say it was well worth it. Definitely agree with that. I, you know, the movie in general was just really surprising. What I like to see is I always like when they incorporate um, black magic. It always throws you know, when you're watching these type of films and then they throw in some black magic, that really throws it off, you know? The, yeah. the beginning really surprised me. I was I was shocked. What, what am I watching? A lot of the, you know, training sequences were very uh, shocking as well. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It had a lot of comedy, too. Yeah, Chinese Taoism. Uh, Yung Wu Ping is good for using that in his... Uh, and a right. few of his early eighties, like Miracle Fighters and Shaolin Drunkard and stuff like that. Right, right. And yeah, uh, this movie had a blend of everything. It had comedy, it had action. Mm -hmm. You know, it had you know magic, like you said. Uh, right. And you know, it was good to see all the bad guys act comical, like Chang Chang, right. like, yes, yes. and stuff like that. Like the, it was like a great the part set of he, he was trying to take shortcuts in his training, and uh, Mark was like, "Uh, uh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you how it's done." It's, right. It's stuff like that. Yeah, it was. I was. It was a great movie. I, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch it all that day. I only saw the beginning and decided to wait. But it was well worth it. It was a really good movie. Yeah. Yep, I mean, yeah, that movie was, uh, it's not talked about enough. Uh, it's not, it's not at all. And that's weird because it's so good, you know? <laughs> it, it is, it, it had great choreography, great stunts. Um, you know, everybody performed well in that movie, everybody. You know, you had Sue, who was the secondary bad guy. You, right. know, you know, you could say Lieutenant the Jack Long's character. You know, he's, right. he's good, great at everything he does, and he does choreography. He does his own stunts, and they call him the King of Flash because he's the, the flashiest fighter on screen. Right. And you're talking a lot of great, talented, old school guys, but he got the title of the, you know, 
the King of Flash or the flashiest guy on screen and stuff, which means a lot. He was in it. You had Spearman Wong Chi Sang, who earned the nickname, and you know, like so many other guys in the industry, they all could use a spear, but you know, he seems to be, you know, the guy that impresses people the most to give him that nickname. So he was in it, you know, as a bad guy and stuff like that. So, you know, so many, you know, talented guys, some are lesser known than the others is all the other talented guys that you know about that people, Mm -hmm. you know, love and grow into love and stuff like that. You know, overall, very good to great film. Agreed, agreed. I'm just, I'm, I'm really shocked now that, you know, I've never heard anybody bring it up in any of the, um, you know, kung fu film groups or anything like that. You know, I was just scrolling on YouTube and I decided to, you know, check it out. And I w- immediately, I was in my head thinking, what am I watching? This is wild. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those movies where, you know, you got to be among hardcore circles and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you got to go on Amazon and uh, read a review if there's, you know, a DVD out on it or something Mm -hmm. like that. Read reviews. And then, of course, YouTube over the years, you know, have had, they posted movies and stuff. And I remember once upon a time, there was a person who used to post, um, Shaw Brothers, it didn't matter if it was Shaw Brothers, Golden Harvest, or the indie movies. They would post like the infights and stuff like that. And it was like, oh man, I got to see this movie in whole. This infight just had me like, no, like watching the five fighters of uh, the five super fighters or the victim or something like that. It's like, I got to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know which movie? Um, you know who really does get talked about a lot, and I know this is going to be really weird, but uh, some of Donnie Yen's films that are lesser known. Um, I think you know what movie I just. I think this is a well-known movie. I just never got a chance to see it. Uh, the Dragon. Dragon. Dodge. Is that the one where he is a remake of Fat uh, Into the Fat Dragon with Sammo Hall? No, <laughs> no, no. This it's 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 a little weird the way it was created. But Dragon, I think it's also called Wushu. Wushia. Oh, you're talking about the movie where Jimmy Wang you uh plays his father and Kara Wayne and, and Kara Kara's in it too. Who? Yeah, she, she plays. It too. She plays a. She plays his stepmom because Jimmy Wade knew is his father and that's his wife. And she plays right. a assassin trying to kill him. Yeah, she's right. a in there. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty uh it's not his best movie, but it's it's pretty good. I just came across it too. I've seen I've yes, seen the cover and all before, but I just recently um, you know, just watched it, you know. And it was the way it was made was reminded me of uh Quentin Tarantino film. Really? You think it's you think it's like that? It was it gave me a weird vibe like that. I don't know. It was it was the way it was created was it had that unique that what? It it had a unique it feel the way it was created. It, yeah, was, it was kind of a uh, I don't know if that was uh, a remake. I don't think that that's a remake. So 
I think they were trying to like pay homage to the one armed swordsman because he has one arm in that movie. And of course, bringing back Jimmy Wang Yu, the star himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made it, you know, official and thorough. It made it, you know, the sign of respect bringing him back. And what's crazy is J- Jimmy Wang Yu had a stroke that year. He had did the movie, and then the, the year came out, he had his stroke. Oh and wow! So talking about it, they asked him about it. He was like, no, I had it. I, I, I had the stroke afterwards and stuff like that. And the, the interview is on YouTube. And, you know, you remember when we was talking about last time about how Raymond Child took care of him. And he did the first movie for Golden Harvest for free, which was One Arm Swords. I mean, One Arm right. And he, you know, he had directed, written, and choreographed that movie as well as Oh, Star wow. No, I had no idea. Four out of the five and did that for free because Raymond Child took great care of him when he was at Shaw Brothers. Okay. And, you know, his, uh, of course, he was there with his daughter and the interviewer and stuff like that. And he even gets up and demonstrates himself running across the stage and stuff. And, of course, the crowd is cheering and clapping and stuff. And it was right. good to see him, you know, uh, up in spirits and energy and stuff. But, yeah, he had... Uh, he actually had two strokes I had read, and the second stroke kind of left him a little bit messed up, uh, but Ooh. he got himself back to driving and walking again, but his, you know, oh, his daughter wow. was concerned for his health and stuff like that, you know, that's his daughter, and she didn't like the fact that he was rushing the, his healing process and stuff, so. Yeah, that's but, not yeah. at all. But, I mean, he by all means, he's uh, you haven't heard anything else about him since then, and you know you're talking ten years, so it's good he's still alive and kicking and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard uh, some. I heard somebody say something about them thinking about opening the Shaw, um, the building again. Yeah, I heard that years ago. Oh yeah. I mean, somebody told me somebody told me recently that they're getting ready to do that. Yeah, because you know they they bought it back the the, the brand back in Lao Carl Young's like um what was it uh drunk monkey with with Chi Kwan Chun to playing the bad guy Gordon Liu uh Lao Carl Wing came back and Jackie Wu was like the main hero and some uh actress and stuff. In the movie Drunken Monkey, they bought back Shaw Brothers and did that under the Shaw Brother Monica. And mm-hmm. a few years after that, they were talking about bringing it back or they going to open it up. And, you know, of course, they did, you know, the Celestial, you know, Shaw's Library remastering and distributing right. worldwide and in the States and stuff and Europe and Canada and stuff like that. It was strong talk then, but I don't know what was came about since, but... If they're trying to open it up again, they I think they got the resources and the support and the backing to do so. Yeah, because I know that a lot of movies recently been paying a lot of homage to Shaw actors, Shaw movies, you know. Uh, so I think if anything, they they should do it now. You know, I think Shaw's gotten a lot more popular uh, as of the last few years. Um. So maybe they're thinking about doing it now. I, I didn't know that they've been for a while, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of low-key people out there who, you know, want to put on a front. They're like, they don't watch that stuff, but I know they're out there. You know, just come on out and support it, you know. 
time you might just pop something like that on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it has more bigger support than we would realize. And I don't know. Well, I can't say I don't know. I don't see how they did not open it around the time they were, you know, reviving it or revamping it or whatever you want to call it way back then because so many people was waiting for their favorite classics to be remastered through Celestial and whoever else was going to do it and stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought for certain that, you know, you you were talking about an actual relaunch and bringing back some of the old stuff and, you know, and then for a minute then, America stopped getting Shaw Brother movies through multiple distributors. You remember like once upon a time, there were like five or six different companies distributing Shaw Brother films. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out why. Because Red Sun and Bonsai Media, which is considered like, you know, the king of bootlegging and getting the best quality of the movie, you know, kind of killed because people were buying that. But it was, it was like, you guys aren't distributing all these movies through your thing. So they got no choice but to go get, you know, the stuff that they, they get at these, uh, these corner stores and the Chinese, you know, import stores. Like I would get them, get them from and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they got no choice until you distribute them on like a legit, you know, distributor. They're going to continue to get those and stuff like that. Now, you know, you can, you can probably download them online and stuff because they got a website. Yeah. Have you been to a quick question? Have you been uh, to the, I think it's called the Woo Collection app? The Woo Collection app? Yeah. They got a Facebook page and, you know, YouTube channel. That's what it's for. I mean, I have a couple of their films. You know what I mean? I have a couple of their DVDs. But I didn't know there was an app where you could watch movies. You know, you can watch their collection of movies. Yeah, they, their stuff is on YouTube. All their movies that they distribute are on YouTube and stuff. Whole yeah, because yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I've seen some of their, you know, the movies. They have the movies there. And um, I'm not sure if they have maybe... Um, because I know you have to have the, um, what is it, like upgrade, you know, so that we can get them commercials and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know if it was like commercial free app that you can watch on your TV or what. The ones I've seen. Not the, one, not the ones I've seen on YouTube, but um, if they do have an upgrade, they're probably going to, you know, charge people a couple of dollars for it or whatever else. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to watch out for that and, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to watch nothing with ads. When you all you can do now is you can just pause it, like you were streaming or a DVD. You can just pause it, go to the bathroom, go to your kitchen, get your snacks or whatever, and that's that. But nobody wants, you know, their movie experience be ruined by an ad, especially if it's a, a, a part where it's becoming very interesting. That's where yeah. I mean, <laughs> was like that. I was yeah. like, you probably should go ahead and get Pluto and Tubi. <laughs> and I like Pluto and Tubi, by the way. They do have, and they do show some uh, martial arts movies, including some Shaw stuff. And, Tubi? You know, Tubi and Pluto. Tubi's got a good selection. I like how they have their Spanish selection, too. I mean, oh. 
when I see that, that's how I grew up. That's I I didn't get a chance to go to the films or anything, you know, the movies or anything like that. I watched them on the Spanish channel. So when I see them, you know, Tubi has it like that. It, it brings a lot of memory, you know, it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. Yeah, it was it depends on where you were at and how they distributed stuff and you know, mm -hmm. the time you were living in and stuff like that. And I think this is the best of time so far because we've been spoiled. There's Blu-rays and stuff remastered. It's like they made these yeah. movies yesterday, you know, yeah. with the new technology and stuff like that. You know, back yeah. then, you know, you got the grainiest of quality and, <laughs> you know, some pretty decent picture quality, but, you know, you had to make do. Right, right. That's what it was. And, yeah, I mean, uh, Five Deadly Venoms is showing on Pluto because somebody... Uh, asked me on my post when I said I was watching Five Deadly Venom, somebody asked me was it good and this and I told them yes yeah, very good. In fact you can go watch it on Pluto because I had just googled it and it tells you where you can watch it at. Yeah. yeah. You can watch it at and it'll say the Tubi, Pluto, Amazon Prime Netflix or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said it's on Pluto. You can go watch it on Pluto as a free app so you know go ahead and enjoy if you're that curious. Yeah, we're getting uh, so many different free apps out there, you know, like movie yeah. apps. There's yeah. so many now, you know, which is a good thing because, you know, the whole thing with Amazon, you know. Yeah, prices, uh, they spike in the prices on that. And Amazon Prime has a great selection. They got some stuff up there I haven't even watched up. Uh, yes. Yet. They and have a great selection if it's available because sometimes they have movies that aren't even available to rent. Yeah, or you know, it's kind of hard to find online and you got to go, uh, you know, buy it and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm, I'm grateful for all these free apps because, like you said, prices are spiking for Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, HBO Max is cool for right now, Disney, I think they're going to be spiking that soon. so you know, of whatever course. you have to get your hands on, you know, take full advantage of that and be grateful of that, because I'm grateful of that. I'm grateful for Tubi. I'm grateful for Plex. I'm grateful for Crackle, Roku, and Pluto. I'm right. grateful for all of those. I feel you 100%. Yes, so am I. And um, a lot of stuff, what I, and going back to Tubi, a lot of stuff they show there, they don't have on Amazon, you know? <laughs> so, or other things. I, I really do dig Tubi, though. Yep, definitely. You know, I was on these free apps before anybody else would. Now everybody's on it. And I was like, see that? Only thing about it is you still got to go through the ads and stuff like that. But hey, beggar can't be a chooser. You can't have it all free and cheap all the time. So You know, you know. I never I never mind. I, I don't mind the ads because that gives me a time to either go get something from the kitchen or do something real quick, you know? Uh, the only time I'm worried about ads is on my show, you know? Yeah. But, but they're not very long ads either. They're only about 20 seconds and stuff. But Yeah, like, it's, like it's said, real short. I don't really feel, you know, they're really necessary because you can just pause it and just go get something, and you like you said, go to the kitchen, go to the bathroom, or whatever mm -hmm. else you're doing, and then you know you can start it back up on your own time and stuff. Right, but right. Didn't even do that, you know, you had to wait till commercial break. <laughs> I get caught up in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Not a whole lot. I, I mean, I watched uh, Five Deadly Venoms and the movie Kickboxer. Not the not the John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> what about it? No, that was my next question. It, it, you brought it up right away. Not the one with John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, the one with Yun Biao in it. Yeah. Yeah. And Chang Shan, he, he fights with Chang Shan in a great fight, but Chang Shan didn't have a chance against Yun Biao. And, uh, yeah. never, I don't think I've seen that one. It's uh, it's on YouTube. I think it's on oh, it YouTube. Yeah. I gotta check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely the fight between him and Chang Shan is on YouTube, and I recorded that fight for the group that you got for, you know, on Facebook. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I watched those. You know, of course, you know I love Five Deadly Gunnels and Kickboxer is a good movie as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer is the most popular one, especially his dancing. Or like oh, yeah. Dance, you know, that became so <laughs> internet popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is like, a, I don't know, America loved Jean-Claude. <laughs> But you know, speaking of Jean Claude Van Damme, you know what would, would be great, and this would be um, you you can thank Cobra Kai for this because they brought back the relevance of Karate Kid with Cobra Kai. So I'm 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 very proud of them for that, and grateful that people are appreciating the Karate Kid franchise now because of Cobra Kai more so. Is if mm-hmm. they did a television show based off Bloodsport, I know a lot of people would tune into that. And bring yeah. back Bolo. Bring back Bolo and any of the other people that are still around. Yeah, that would be something else. That would be dope. Yeah, and just getting Bolo back would be just be like, yes. But where yeah. he'd be the tall play from 1988 and, you know, or where he'd be, a, you know. A uh, you know, the thing about Bolo, uh, you know, he is so known for his his stature, his physique, you know, and the way he was, he was big, you know, he was, he was huge. And I think, you know, seeing him now would really be upsetting to a lot of people. I love the guy. I really do. He's actually been in a lot of of movies than people really think, you know, and um, I just, you know, I think seeing him now, it's just not the same. Well, he's 75 years old now. He's <laughs> for his age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people don't realize that Bolo actually can, he's a lot like Sammo Hung. The dude can move like a like a ballerina. That's, right. a, that's a dangerous combination when you got somebody that size, that big. If he if he wanted to bear hug you, he bear hug your soul out of you. He crush you like right. a brother. But also, he can move like similar to Bruce Lee. He can move similar to Jackie Chan. You don't want you don't want to fight with nobody like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't want to fight with nobody like that, man. I yeah, know definitely. But he's he, he's a uh, he's a nice guy by all uh, by all accounts that I've heard. He's a nice guy. He seems like a very nice guy. And, 
it would be dope to see him and JCBD just unite, show run a blood sport type of movie and come back yeah, and, right? and then bring in Junior, right? And come back and just tear it apart again. I think people would be grateful of that. Right. And then bring in Bolo Jr. Oh, yeah, his son. His son is mm-hmm. following in his footsteps. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know who else should follow suit? They should do an Enter the Dragon uh, spinoff, like a TV show, too. That would be dope. But the problem is everybody wants to see Jim Kelly and Bruce Lee together. I was like, they done passed on, and so has John Saxon. And Bob Warren passed away last week. Right, right, yes. All them people, most of them people are dead. Like the main characters, all dead. Yeah, it's and it's sad, but it would be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same at all. At all. But I, I would like to see somebody, you know, do something with that too. That that's just a suggestion. (laughs) That's 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 you know, I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, all the main characters are. Dead from that franchise. The director himself is dead. And, yeah. um, the only people that are alive is people like Bolo and like all the background people. You yeah, Wah. right, right. Yeah, it was good seeing Yoon Wah in the Shang-Chi movie. Oh my God, yes. And Michelle Yeoh? Yep. God, yep. man. As soon as I saw that, I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> I was I've like, seen her in films. Every time I see her in a film, I, I just I love it. She's so amazing. Yeah, she she's incredible, man. She yeah. she is definitely uh I think Wong Jang Lee uh put her over as the strongest female he's ever faced on screen. Oh wow. wow. I think he, he was the he she was the strongest female he's ever faced on screen, and I was like Coming from him, that means something. Yeah, wow, that's a bold statement. I like that. Yeah, I saw an interview. He said, Yeah, I think Yo is the strongest female he's ever faced. And I mean, she goes hard in her movies and stuff like that, but she still moves. She she still has so much grace and elegance and stuff. She does. She has a great balance of both. She really does. And yeah. she's so fluent in her moves, you know, yeah. just natural. I really, yeah. You know, you know, Angela is my girl, right? But it, it always seems like Angela be trying to kill people. She really <laughs> looks like she be trying to kill people. Yeah, that's a, she's strong, you know? Because she's so strong. And she, she just goes hard. She's fierce with it. But, you know, yeah. I know Angela can move just like them, but she just chooses to go hard. And I don't know if her getting with Sammo Hung and uh, Han Ying Chi. Because you know Sammo Hung, he goes hard. He, he everything he, he does to go home. Mm-hmm. I think that's where she adopted that persona from. Yeah, uh, she's yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. I was like, dang, she be trying to kill motherfuckers in movies, man. <laughs> she's trying to cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah, she's always so serious, so mean look. I was like, man, she's so pretty and cute. She <laughs> is so, she's a doll, man. She is yeah. so cute. Yeah. But yeah, she's one of those little fierce, 
you know, the little fierce yeah. lady. The China doll, that's, they don't call her the deadly China doll for nothing. That's true. That's true. Yep. That's so true. <laughs> Judy the same way. Yeah. Judy, Judy looks me. Judy has that serious mean look, but she's pretty too. And she, <laughs> she, makes, she knows how to mix it up, man. But she never got the credit she deserved. But she, Judy uh, is great. Uh, Polly, man, I love. Pretty cute, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Funny too. She is funny. I mean, I love Lily Lee too. I I love her too. She's like everybody's mom. Like she's like that older. Like I, she's got a different presence, you know. She's like everybody's mom, everybody's sister, everybody's wife or right. girl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. But she handles up, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and eight diagram man, I was mad at eight diagram pole fighter. Loud did not give her a fighting part. It would have been nice That's to see true. May or somebody like that just to see. Yes. Her got all the action, but she yeah, didn't of give course. Any, any uh leeway, but it would have been nice to see her fight, but she did her part well. She acted it well. It was more so the, the display her acting. She right, did fight. Right. It was like a little 20-second fight with Alexander Fushin, but it's like, no, give her a full fight scene, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I love Lily. She's like, yeah. I, I love that was, vibe, you know? That older vibe. Yeah. With uh, uh, Chin Kwan Tai and Executioners of Shaolin, he just couldn't break it until her uncle <laughs> told her how to He was upset on the wedding day. He <laughs> was like, Dad, I can't get no play on the wedding day. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta actually fight on my damn wedding day. I was like, Yeah, out, man. You that got is that so bad. funny. You subtracting years from my life. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, that was funny. And yeah, she didn't like how he finally broke through. Yeah, she was mad. <laughs> I mean, you talk about the other female stars, it's like she's so, um, her skill set, you know, watching Massacre survive. Starting uh, to to sound, I can't understand what you're saying. The mic is starting to um, sound uh, distorted. Um, the same thing. It's it's sounding distorted. How about now? Okay. Yes. There we go. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, I was saying she's zoo. She's not a um, just another pretty face either. Um, if you saw the movie The Massacre Survivor, um, you oh, know, no. she, she was, she is, um, yeah, she was going hard in that movie too. And um, 
you may have seen her in Shaw movies like uh, the uh, the Deadly Breaking Sword, where she poses as a prostitute, but she's looking for the person responsible for putting her brother in jail, ratting her brother, oh, out, which okay. is which is your boy, which your boy is responsible. Cool thing, he was the one that oh, you know how he do. Yep, and um, you know, of course, T Lung and Alexander Fushing are the heroes. Of course, movie. of course. And um, she's also in uh, in The Avenging Eagle playing T-Lung's girlfriend, the one who saved her. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was also in uh, The Shadow Boxer, and she was also in uh, Shaolin Temple, the one who met T-Lung and David Chang and all of them when they, when they crashed on shore and stuff. It, she was right, right. Her uh, her best, you know, some of her best performances, probably her best performances, Massacre Survivor, Black Tavern, Shadow Boxer. Uh, she was also in Thunderbolt This. With I'm gonna write party. that I'm gonna write that down. I've never uh seen it or heard of it, the Massacre Survivor. Yeah, uh Long Faith, uh Chung Wah's in it, uh Wong Chung is in it, the God rest his soul. Um uh, Yoon Woo Ping's brothers and Yoon Chung Yan is one of the people that trains her. Corey Yoon, Corey that graphs the fights and stuff along with his crew and stuff like that. Him and Corey Yoon choreograph it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good movie. The version I got is in its original language and the color is kind of sort of like uh showdown with the cotton mill. Showdown at the cotton mill okay. where the color is kind of it's in color but it it looks like it's in black and white it's but it's dull, like a dull color like those yeah, dull, dull color yeah in in is in its original language but make no mistake you can definitely see the action and what's going on in the movie. Yeah, you get what's going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I wrote right. that down. It's a 79 film. Okay. Yep. It it should be on YouTube too. I see it right here. Uh, full movie. It's on. It's a full movie. Wu Tang Collection, right? Yep, Wu Tang Collection. Yep. So yeah, you might want to check that out tonight. Or uh, yeah, that's, I'm, uh, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna chill yeah. and uh, check it out. Yeah, Shizu, she is. Yeah, yeah, man. She, you know, they they were talking about in her biography about her 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 uh, fighting skills and her prowess and stuff. Right. And, you know that that movie made me say, "Yeah, she got some 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 real skills in that. She she can definitely go hard in that. She's just not another pretty face, you know. Right. You know the pretty face, and, you know, the handsome guys, and all the the, the 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 cheesecake, the women, the starlets, and stuff like that. If yeah. they can go hard, they are fat. They got a fan in me. You know. Yep. I know she you she definitely had the talent. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I know you hate it. I know you hate on uh, candy and all that. Oh, here we go. I was waiting. I was waiting. But, she, but, she, she, but she no lies, candy. Candy does a really great job at what she does. But you know, surprisingly enough, she does have those roles that she doesn't completely. You know, <laughs> she, gets she gets typecasted. Yeah. Yeah, she gets typecasted in these bratty roles and stuff like that. But I did like, even though her her role didn't really serve too much of a purpose because she just appeared <laughs> out of nowhere. Whereas yeah. uh, her role in the Holy Flame of the Martial World, where she played, she poses as a boy hitting on one of the girls and stuff. But she yeah. tells 
she she serves witness and tells them the truth and stuff like that. But it, it just felt like her role just came out of nowhere. But her <laughs> role was and she was also great in Swordsman in the Enchantress, man. As you know, as this the secondary villain, the, the main villainess, I should say. She's the main female villain. Right, right. And of course, you know the plot twist at the end, man. It's kind of sad though. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, but you know, Chang my other girl, man. Done by Chang Che. No, that was directed by uh, uh, Choi Yun. Oh, okay, you know, Zilla Clans, The Magic Blade, you know, yeah. that, right? You know, right, you know, that was a that was a Choi Yun film through and through, elegant sets and you know, beautiful looking sets and stuff, and background and stuff. That, yeah, that, that ooze of a uh, Choi Yun film. I love that. Yeah, I love Choi Yun's films, man. He he keeps you he keeps you engaged. It's like intrigue, engaged. Most yeah. of his films are mysteries. It's like what the hell is going on? And a lot of his films you're watching in the original language, so you're reading the subtitles by watching the movie, and that that kind of annoys me. So it's like I want to. To watch this in English. That's why I'm glad Killer Clans has got an English dub track and Magic Blade does. Right, right. But Magic Blade and I'm always weary about the subtitles too because, you know, most subtitles are as accurate, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you might as well give a, a English dub or go ahead and do an English dub, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they try to get it as right as possible, uh, like with the, the Celestial. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think with Celestial, they try to get it as right as possible, but, it, you know, I don't know if it's accurate or not. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, like, the old prints and stuff like that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the old prints were accurate. I, I really don't know. Because hmm. I remember seeing a, um, there's a Chang Che like short documentary on some of the DVD releases, and I remember seeing them showing a clip of uh, Five Deadly Venoms where oh. Wang Wei was talking. And you can see the um, the subtitles on the bottom because they were speaking in their original language, I guess. Right. But you, I couldn't really make them out because, but the, you know, that was an old print of watching it in this original language with the subtitles at the bottom. And I don't know how accurate they are, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, what is your take on the new Shaw Brother box set? The one that they're releasing on Arrow? Arrow Entertainment? Uh, is that the one? The one that I everybody's... Going Gaga over, uh, it came out like a couple of you know a month ago or something like that. A big box set, the Shaw Brother one. I know in a uh, couple in couple of those groups, uh, there's a company called Arrow distributing you know a lot of the well-known classics like Thirty Six Chamber and Five mm -hmm. and some of the others. I think. Uh, I want to say, um, I've seen that one too. Um, uh, something. I, uh, that's the one that I've like seen. Different drawing in the front, something like that. 
Say what now? Where it has a different uh, cover, more animated cover, like drawing. I haven't seen the cover, but I know oh. there, there was some buzz about it and people were excited. And I guess it got a good review for them and stuff. That's what I've seen recently. But, you know, right now I'm in no position to really buy any like box sets or nothing like that. But, you know, if it's if it's legit. Or thorough, I'd recommend any curious fan or any fan out there to go and get it. Yeah, I've seen a couple people have it. And uh, Mr. Karata actually, you know, was, you know, showing a picture with him and the box set as well. Really? Um, I see yeah. That and, and, um, I was just curious because uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of the typical films, you know, the more popular shop films um, yeah. just put in a box set. And I think the it comes movie. with maybe a poster or or um, something like that. Uh, I just yeah, wanted to know what your take was on that, um, that box I set. Them, I know a lot of them are like the most talked about movies. I mean, when people pop them on, they'll pop on. You know, Fist of the White Lotus, Five Deadly Venoms, 36, 36 Chamber of yeah. uh, um, um, Kid with the Golden Arm. Um, yeah, yeah. Five Shaolin Masters and all of them and stuff like that. Those movies. You know, yeah. the Brian Guillotine. Right, right. And that's exactly what those movies are in the box set. But um, I had, I forgot who it was. Um, I had, they had given me a DVD of every Shaw brother, uh, lobby card, right? That's what they're called. Lobby cards or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, man, um, you know, I, it's somewhere. I don't even know where that is at, but, um, and like, I, I think that box set is like a hundred and something dollars. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I was like, nah, cool. I already oh. have that movie. <laughs> is it DVD or Blu-ray? I don't know, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know if it's DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think it's like a dozen films in it, 10 movies or something in it. It was, it was a, like a lot of the more something popular like titles. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to know what your take was. I mean, if it's if it's if if it's thorough, it's legit thorough, everything by all means, go and get it or check it out. I mean, you know, I probably got I I probably got all those movies anyway, just judging by what I've seen of it. So you know, mm -hmm. for any fan that don't have it or can't find it and that's seen it and liked it. It is. It looks thorough, like remastered, great sound, everything. Go and get it. By all means, go copy. That's what I say to that. And <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean. Now, question. I have another question. Do you know of any places um, that you recommend to buy any? Um, Kung Fu films because uh, there was this one I can't find anywhere. Just in the DVD. Um, do you know of any places that I could go, you know, reputable places to buy movies? Man, it's kind of a... Um, 
story, trying to make it as short <laughs> as possible with that. Because once upon a time, you can walk up in Circuit City and get some of these older movies. I, I know it. Some of my movies from Circuit City. I used to get movies in uh in um in Best Buy. I got my I um, of course, you know, you know what I think about Suncoast. Suncoast was the mecca. But, uh, <laughs> if there's any Chinese import stores in 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 any of the malls or something near you, or if there's any Chinese import stores in any of the shopping centers, that's probably where you can find them at if they're selling. Mm-hmm. Any but nothing, nothing online. You looking for online? I'm looking to f- buy someone online because, yeah, I can try and find some here, but there's a particular movie that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? I, I know of this one place called uh, Kung Fu DVD World, but I've never gotten anything from them, and I don't know if they're legit or not, you know? What's, what's the movie called, and where is that at? Oh damn! Where what is the movie? I, I forgot it right now. To tell you the truth, I, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, the Spirit of the Sword, right? Is it Spirit of the Sword? Spirit of the Sword. I know the uh, Soul of the Sword is a Shaw Brothers movie with T. Long in the late seventies. Spirit of the Sword. That must be. I think I may have heard of it, but I don't know who's it. And and it's got some characters. Uh, Spirit of the Sword. It, what did you say the other one was? Sword, uh, Soul of the Sword. Yeah. Okay. It might be that one. It, either Spirit yeah, or Soul. That. It was more like a Wushu kind of style film. No, nah, that's not Wushu. That's 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 Wuxia. That's that's oh. more so. Uh, that's uh right up the alley of close to Chuyun, but I don't think. Uh, Chiu Yun didn't direct that movie, I don't think. Uh, but T. Lung's character was, you know, kind of unsavory in that movie. Right. He was kind of a bastard in that movie. Right. And I'd never seen it before, but when I was watching the trailer, um, I I really wanted to, you know, take a look at it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I could not watch it anywhere. And, um, I, you know, I could only buy it. So it's on the um the same people it's it's distributed by the same people who do Funimation. You oh know, really? Bastard Swordsman and Return of Bastard Swordsman, uh Principal yeah. Shaolin and Supreme Swordsman and all those. I got you know, I got that from that. So hmm. The same distributor um, who did that, you know, Funimation and stuff like that. Right, right. I gotta look for it. I I gotta I gotta figure. I need to find a good place to get these. I got a uh, question. Um, the uh, any there is no um, up, updates on. Any events you're planning, right? You know, because of COVID, um, right? I'm working on it as we speak. 
Um, same actors. I think this is going to be a little more um, kind of leaning towards martial art community as well. Not only film, but uh, martial art, you know, martial art in general. Uh, I have someone who wants to really help out. Uh, he has a martial arts school, but um, if I'm not mistaken, he's more from the Middle East. You know, he wants to talk about how martial arts is a worldwide thing, you know, okay. and, uh, you know, which is really neat, you know, but I don't want it to take away my issue. Is I don't want it to take away from the actors and self because this is for them, you know, but that's what I'm working on right now. So I'm trying to balance that out, you know, with the whole event because he wants to show his movie, you know, okay. and it's like, I don't know time to show a movie you know and this in this event is it taking a place uh new york or philly DC, um, vegas originally i wanted that to happen i wanted it to be in new york but the way things are going is the only um is the only reason things aren't locked down you know because this whole covid thing keeps changing everything around you know from one minute to the other. So that's my only issue right there. Yeah, um, I'm a little bummed out. We weren't in New York again, you know, having the time of our lives with another one of our, you know, favorite, you know, old school. Yeah. Because he was looking so forward to coming here. But, he, you know, COVID oh, yeah. As soon as he got covid shot he immediately you know he messaged me he's like i'm ready you know i'm ready you know so i was like okay great I, both actors are down you know to come you know they're ready you know we just gotta figure out location regulations all of that you know yeah behind the scenes is, is the main worry um so i'm i'm i just don't know where i'm going to have it you know like I said, I really want to have it in New York, uh, but you know, we'll see. Because I mean, not only to have it with you know on the East Coast would be better, but Charm Shan has friends there that he really wants to visit as well. So why not kill two birds with one stone? So right, right. Um. Uh, yeah, but I'm working on it. I'm definitely working on it. Um. So I plan to have a meeting over there in New York in March. So get some people together. Let hey, them know. My birthday month. Stop playing huh? with me. It's my birthday month. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Somebody need to hook me up with a, a, a train ticket to get up there for right? day just to be in that meeting and I'll come back home um you know the day after or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I, it's it's. I, we're just gonna have a meeting about it and see how it goes. Um, let them know the plan and um, you know see where they where they lie. You know if and they I want, want to go to meet Angela. That way, oh yeah, we need to meet Angela. I could just call George and yeah. just be like, "Hey George, we're gonna come over." You know, is your mom there? So I'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm here because you know." I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> right. I'm her biggest right. fan. Nobody, 
Nobody said nothing bad about her, and I'm gonna keep it that way. I would not tolerate that's, that's disrespect. hundred, yeah, definitely. I would not tolerate the disrespect of the deadly China dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, nobody's disrespectful. She's super sweet too. Huh? And she's super sweet too, even if she don't yeah. want to be. <laughs> yep, yep. She took the time out of her busy day or whatever to talk to magazines and come oh, out yeah. of the shadows and stuff like that, take pictures or whatever else, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Man. Uh, yeah. but, you know, the plan yeah. so far um, on any type of event. I was so looking forward to seeing Chang uh, Shad and, you know, trying to see if anybody recognized. I was like, you recognize this guy? Think hard. All you martial arts fans, think hard. Some of y'all probably thought he was dead. Awesome. You still in kicking. Yeah. Nah, uh he's he's very well. <laughs> very well. Somebody very very well. The other with a, another guy who had the same name. Um, um, Shaw Brothers mainstay. His name is Chan Shin. The guy mm -hmm. who already played. The guy who played. Um. He's the guy who played the teacher, the dying teacher in Invincible Shaolin, the, the Abbey in Shaolin Intruders. And, uh, you know, he played in numerous Shaw Brothers movies. He died of apoplexy. A what? In the 80s. And people thought that Chang Shan was dead because they thought, you know, they, they their names were similar. And I was like, no, that's. Oh. I was like, no, Chang <laughs> Seems yeah. to be very much alive. Very much, very much so. Yeah, but Chan Chan Shen, who was a great actor, great character actor, you know, every role that they gave him, you know, he was great in everything, but he passed away in 1984 of apoplexy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who yeah. was a great actor. He played Shaolin Abbots, he played thugs or People up to no good and play, you know. He had a good ranking. So what? Play teachers and stuff. I mean, whatever the director said, you'll play this, no problem. He's he got it. Yep, man. And um, have we covered our favorite bad guys? I think we, we talked about favorite bad guys. I don't know if we did it in the last segment. But our favorite bad guy, I think we did. I think we did too, because I remember talking about Wang Lung Wei and Wang Jiang Li. And they all had they all had nicknames. Right. Johnny Wang, yeah. yeah uh, the King of Spring villains. He's called uh -huh. King. Wang Jiang Li is called the Silver Fox. You know it. Yeah. Wang Long is the ghost face killer. Yeah. What about Ku Fang? He's, you know what? If I gave him a uh, nickname, I'm going to call him Uncle. Because he always served as either Big Brother or Uncle to everybody at Shaw Brothers. And plus, that was his dad, yeah. my favorite character he played ever was Uncle from uh, Killer Clans. We talked about him. I remember we talked about I him being so smart and so cool. Yes, that's, I love him. I really do. I really do. Uh, I mean, didn't we also talk about um, 
Low, we talked about low league too. Yeah, low league, yes. We talked about he plays yep. really good, weird characters. <laughs> he he really does. Characters or he plays great villains. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, his character. I I I really dig his character in um. Besides Priest Pime and Fist of the White Lotus, I really dig his character in uh Rendezvous with Death. He was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, I sh I showed that one not too long ago, but it, obviously last year. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was a good one too. You showed it in 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 the original language. You got to see it in English. Uh. Some of the stuff he was saying in English had me had me tripping, like had me tripping me out. You know? <laughs> like uh, when he was talking to the girl who uh, and the, the old man, he was like, "Y'all poisoned me," and she said something, and he said, "You're full of wind." <laughs> I was just, like, <laughs> I was like, "Man, this dude is so funny, yo." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we talked about, uh, yeah, we definitely talked about our favorite villains. Did uh, I say we were going to talk about ninja films? Ninja, ninja films. You know, ninja films. I'm, I'm going to let you know right off the bat, I don't know a lot of ninja films, to tell you the truth. Man, it is hard not to know any of the ninja films, man. Because I know, it's so I saturated with after about you know the American Ninja uh, saga, you know in America. Right. Of course, I can't was, help it. I can't help it. There was a uh, Pray for Death, and uh, you know with Show and Kane Kasuji. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. That that was that helped it, and of course, you know you got. Five Element Ninjas. Yeah, of course. Ninja and the Dragons Den. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's where the English dubbing in that movie is hilarious with the cussing. <laughs> Conan Lee and... I love, Man, you know, it's so funny. I love some of these names that they adapted, you know, like their, their movie names and stuff like that. Yeah. I always love, you know, some, you know, just hearing Conan, you know, really threw me off and made me think of other actors and their names, you know, like Henry Elton Chong, you know, Elton Chong, yeah, he always uh, Nova Wong, you know, Who? huh? Who? Casanova Wong, yeah, the yeah. human tornado they call them. The what? The human tornado. Oh, really? Because he, the thing is, you know, he did about 15 spin kicks in one scene. In, uh, uh. He, did it, he did it in the uh, the Duel of the Seven Tigers movie. He was fighting Cliff Lock, and he did about 15 spin kicks <laughs> in that scene. No, he didn't. Yes. He didn't I connect with any of them, but he did about 15 of them, Jay. <laughs> Oh my God! They call him the Human Tornado because his spin kicks are so, you know, dramatic. So that yeah, is kicking badass, bro. Oh, he's good with his legs, but yeah, I, I I don't think I've seen that film. I'm gonna have to yeah, check it out. Philip Cofey was the main bad guy. He was cool. Yeah, yeah. He was cool man. Rest in peace, Philip Cofey. Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace. 
Cliff Lock was the main um, good guy. It had Pomps and She, um, Han Ying Shi, the old man, uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had uh, Sharon Young. She's she's badass. She's very flexible. Uh, she was in it. Uh, Charlie Chan was in it. He was playing a gambler. Um, they had a few other people um, that didn't have big names in it, but they were along for the ride. And they were all <laughs> quest to try to beat Philip Cole Faye's character, who was this arrogant karate fighter from Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep, but uh, Casanova Wong was in a in a fight scene with Cliff Lock where, you know, he challenged this character and, you know, they fought and you know, it was a great fight scene and he did about 15 spin kicks in that scene. I'm gonna uh, really yeah. have to take that down for sure. Uh, I'm definitely gonna see it. It's pretty much probably on YouTube, so yeah. Okay, yeah. It's also I'm called Shadow of the Tiger or something, but it, I, it's Duel of the Seven Tigers is what I have it as. But it, Duel. Okay, I'll, I'll check. I'll check Duel of the Seven Tigers first. Yeah. That's funny, but he's looking great for vintage too. Yeah, he's dressed. He's dressing like a mafia don. Ain't he? <laughs> Sun shades uh, with the ponytail. Yeah, I like that. And stuff like that. I was like, this dude's a this dude's a made man, dude. <laughs> I don't think I with that guy. Hey, he's looking cool, man. He's looking real cool. You kind of you know who he reminds me of. He looks like he looks like the Asian version of Reggie from Phantasm because they both had their head wrapped in a ponytail. You seen Phantasm? I haven't. I haven't. I don't think I have. That's a classic, man. You said <laughs> oh the, hell no! Yeah, that um, yeah, them ninja films, man. They became very prominent in the eighties and making its way in America, and they became very popular in the eighties. That I, mean, I do know. And, do I have a recommendation? Do I have a recommendation? Yeah, for, for some ninja film. Well, I mentioned five element ninjas, you know, Chang Che, you know, Chang Tin Chi. Everybody should know about that. It's also called, it was also called Chinese Super Ninjas in the States. That, yeah, I'm very familiar with those. And uh, of course, Ninja and the Dragons, then that was Corey Yoon's directorial debut. Yeah, with uh, that one, yeah, Henry Sonata uh, was in it. You know, people wouldn't recognize you know Henry Sonata in it, but that, that's him as a young man. Great movie, I love that movie. Um, uh, then there's Shaolin versus Ninja with Alexander Lowry. He played in a lot of ninja films. Ninja in the USA, um, Mafia versus Ninja, Mafia, uh, ninja and um. Ninja Kids, uh, of course, there was Pray for Death. There was uh, the American Ninja Saga. And uh, Scott Atkins did a couple of ninja movies called Ninja and Ninja 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, I think those two are on uh, Pluto or Tubi. Good old Tubi, I'm telling you. Yeah, good old Tubi, the savior. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got a question. Um, 
What is uh have you seen that movie called The Proud Youth with the late Wong Yu in it? Yeah, I have. I've I think I've shown it too. She, man, I missed out on it, and it was probably when you were still showing it on Facebook, right? Yeah, I think it was uh when I was on Facebook. I think it may be on Amazon Prime. I think it is I, on Amazon Prime. I think I'm gonna check that out just for you know the kill time. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna take a look at that one. You recommended um, Massacre Survivor. I think that's what it's called. Massacre Survivor. It's it's yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna cool off my day uh, with that film. You know. Yeah, the Massacre Survivor. That that is a neatly choreographed film. Like I said, the picture quality, the color is dull. It's in this um the version I have is in its original language, but it has you know great action. Lung Fei as a great villain. It has Wong Chung and Wong Ching. Wong Ching is the main villain. Uh, Wong Chung is an ally. Chung Wa is an ally. But all the rest of everybody else were either allies that died or, you know, are, are villains in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it had Yung Wu Ping's uh, brother as one of the people that trained her in the, the art of crane style. So, oh, yeah, wow. definitely you need, to, you need to really check that out. You know, yeah, that's that's exactly what face, but she can she can go with the best of them though. And um, that we cover. Um, who do who do you want to cover? Who what actor or actress do you want to cover? Now talk about now that's on your mind. Well, in this. We touched back on so much on the last one. Um, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything right now because everybody that was really that we was covered on the first. And you know what? I know once we end this podcast, I'm definitely going to think of somebody later. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go through some names that we did not cover. You know, what about okay. black kids? Did we cover what? Chang Pei Pei? No, we did not. The queen of swordplay? How can we not cover her? Yes, <laughs> let's talk about Chang Pei Pei. Chang Pei Pei. <laughs> Chang Pei Pei, the queen of swordplay. She is the first. She was the first female heroine. Of yes. The yes. Let's talk about Chang Pei Pei. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that came in my head, I was like, "Did we talk about Chang Pei Pei?" Let's talk about her. Let's. Okay, I mean, she's great, dude. She's she's beautiful too, and you know what? She's still doing movies, right? She did one not too long ago, right? Yeah, her daughter was on. on uh, Into the Badlands, I love Into the Badlands, and I'm pissed off at you at AMC for treating like a redheaded stepchild. That show everybody loved, and everybody was so beautiful. I heard people liked it. So her daughter was in that show. Yeah, her daughter was on that show uh, in the last season as uh, the main character's sister, uh, mm. uh, Daniel Wu's sister. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, can we see her bomb in this series? For real, though, right? Yeah. 
That is so cool. Yeah, she, yeah, man. She's, you know, her background is actually that of a dancer. So, you know, that helps her out. Same with Lily Lee. She, her background was actually the, uh, she, she was taught English. She was, she was educated at an English university and she was, uh, you know, a dancer, I think. I had read she was, she actually took up dance and so did Carol Way. And, oh, wow. You know, you can see in their movements that they could dance, but Ching Pei Pei definitely, uh, was a dancer, and I remember on the commentary track of uh, "Come Drink with Me," <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, that that the uh, fight scene when she did, she was like, those moves were actually dance moves." Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. And she also said that was uh, it was supposed to be a love story between her and Trump Cat, uh, played by the late great Yao Ma. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. A lot of uh, Joe Ewan's uh, films of the mid-70s and the late 70s. Yeah. Hey, hey Justin, um, it's getting a little hard to hear you. Yeah. Uh, I was saying it was, uh, she said it was supposed to be a love story. Uh, come drink with me. Oh, okay. Well, isn't come, isn't come drink with me also part of um, what was that one I showed not too long ago with Chang Pei Pei? Golden Swallow. That's the Golden, Golden Swallow. Swallow. That's the That's the right. Hey, bro, I can't hear. I can. I can't hear you. It's. It sounds distorted. Okay. Hey, now, I now, can. It sounds very distorted. I'm in a spot where my Wi-Fi is It's like the microphone. It it sounds like a, it, it would be the microphone. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying uh, that was a that was a direct sequel to Come Drink With Me, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, King Wu directed Come Drink With Me, and Chang uh, Chang did Gold and Swallow. And you can tell because Chang Chang, you know, it's new blood. Right. Um, to juice director. <laughs> that's what uh, Wu Wang said. Hey, bro, I still can't hear you. I don't know if you want to wrap it up or, you know, because I keep, I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll wrap it up and I'll uh, bring it back in a few minutes. Okay. All right. All right, we'll be missing y'all in a few Okay. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to this next segment where we're going to talk about the Scarlets. Yes, let's show some love to the Scarlet of the martial arts world. What do you think? Um, hello, <laughs> I, I'm having a little bit of trouble. Uh, 
I think it's your mic. I'm not sure. All right. How about now? Um, it's a little better. All right. How about now? That's better. All right. Yeah, I was thinking while we was on the break, we should show some love to the Starlings. You know, the Ching Pei Pei's. We didn't talk about her a lot. Right, right. All those guys. That's what I was thinking about, too, when we were on that break, uh, about her, Ching Pei Pei in general, you know, and how she's, you know, she started back in the mid-60s. Yep, she sure did. She was a kid. She was basically about uh, 18 to 19 years old when she started in the industry. Yep. Yeah, she she got yeah she's one of the the first out there. Yeah, and she did a great job, man. She's she's a good actress. You know, for as young as she was, she was a good actress. Uh, yeah. She you know she was good in her choreography, her action choreography. She was she was a package, you know. And like I said, she was she was beautiful, you know. Yes, yeah, she was, and you know it was kind of like crazy to see her play the bad guy, the villain in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the Jade that's Fox. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. She was very spiteful and vengeful. You know, the teacher didn't want to teach me. He wanted to sleep with me. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you don't have no fury like a woman scorned. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. And yeah, man, she she's, you know, she from the mid-60s to the early 70s was killing it, and then it seemed like she didn't do a whole lot of acting. Right, there was like a break. Throughout the 70s, and then she did a reemergence at some point in the 80s, I want to say late 80s, and then she sporadically acted through the 90s, and you know, here we are with her now, and you know. She's been making, yeah, she's been making a little appearances here and there. That's always fun, though. And still looking pretty much the same as she always do. A little bit of gray here and there, but of course she's in her 70s now, but she still looks the same. She looks incredible for her age, definitely. You can tell it's her. You know what I mean? You can tell it's her. That's that's the thing. You know, I understand that on, uh, you know, Crouching Tiger, they may have, um, you know, put some makeup on her to seem a little more of the role, you know? More mature and... Yeah, you know, you know, her her story goes back to back in the days, you know, 20, 25 years before that and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, she yeah, she definitely jump started it. Uh, she is the female equivalent of what Jimmy Wang you did for those in the industry, anybody in the industry. She was the queen. He was the king. She was the queen. Right. But King, of course, you know, I said I'm not going to talk about him because I could go all day. But <laughs> the, the, our next queen, who we had mentioned earlier, is the Deadly China doll herself. Yeah. Angela. Yes. I mean, she just came on screen and just killed it. Her first role made her a superstar. She was so tough. You know what I mean? She yeah. had that toughness. She took it up with that damn sure. And even when she tried to play like a, a feminine role, she was still tough, you know? Yeah. She oh, yeah. had that, that about her, you know, that was just her, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, she's always, like I said earlier in the other, you know, earlier, she's always looking to try to kill somebody. Every time she <laughs> yeah. was or a punch, she was looking to kill you. She was looking yeah. to hurt you, to punish you. You know, she, you know, she didn't take no quarter and furthermore, she gave none. Right, right. And, and she was, you know, she was, you know, like we were saying earlier, she was also beautiful. And it was the extreme balance of beautiful and deadly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was hard not to, dis it was hard to dislike her and hate her because she was so pretty, she was so cute, and she, her fighting prowess on screen, her beauty too. And, mm -hmm. you know, she was, you know, she, she was just nothing short of amazing, man. I mean, um, and and what I really like about her is, you know, there's a time where you can tell Bruce Lee really, really um, influenced her, you know, in a lot of ways. You can see little gestures and movements, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were all at uh, Golden Harvest together. So, you know, all the people that were there, you know, mm -hmm. they were constantly visiting sets, each other's sets and stuff and checking um, you know, what's going on. You can tell Bruce was learning from them as well because, you know, they had been in the industry longer than Bruce. Most of them. Ammo yep. Hub, um, Ching Pei Pei, Yahua, Chang Yi, all those guys. They had mm -hmm. all been in the industry acting in action movies before he was. So it was only right for him to take cues from them. Right, too. for sure. Yeah. They, I mean, they... they Everybody was inspired by everybody, but if anybody would have said Bruce was inspired by this and this and that, people would have been like, no, no. Um, not Bruce. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Bruce was not the type of person that thought he knew it all. So, no. <laughs> so that's, not, that's not hard to believe. <laughs> and, you know, um, of course, I want to talk about... Uh, Polly Shanquan, there's a clip on YouTube where she tells a funny Bruce Lee story. And she she is just so funny. It seems like she, if she retired from action movies, she would be a comedian. And what movie is she on? What movie was she on? Or movies. Oh, she you know how I'm bad with you know how I'm bad with names. She was in 18 Bronzeman. And and eighteen Brosman too, she and she was in uh, eight masters. I guess that's part three. They say that's eighteen Bronzman part three, all mm -hmm. with Carter Wong. Most of the movies she was in was with Carter Wong, but she was in. Uh, okay. She was also in. Um, Thank Shaolin Traders with Carter Wong and Chang Yi. She was in. Uh, she was a kid when she acted in her, her film debut with King Who in uh, Dragon Inn in the 60s. Mm -hmm. uh, she was um, she was in the back alley pr uh, princess with Angela Mao Ying. Hmm. She was um, Polly was just in everything, man. And, or in a lot of indie films. Oh, Okay. Yeah, she she's the she's usually the short one, the the small you know short small one, kind of pudgy. But you know she says she was so effusive with so much energy, and some of the stuff she did was so funny. And a lot of times she would always disguise herself as a boy, like she tried to disguise herself as a man in Eighteen Bronzeman, 
Oh. And she was fighting for Carter Wong and uh, uh, Rock Chin around in 18 Bronzeman, remember? But it turned out that she was to be Rock Chin's wife. Oh by, yeah, by, yeah. By that thing, so you know, she, you know, she's a feisty, fierce one too. But she's so funny. She she has so much charisma and stuff. And you know, of course, you know, there's Judy Lee. Judy Lee. Judy, yeah. Judy Lee is a lot like Angela Mao Ying. Every time she hits you, she look like she want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. She always. And she always has this serious, mean look like she's always ready for battle. Like, Angela doesn't always look like she's ready for battle. And that's people but, but Judy looks like she's always ready for battle. Like, she gives you that look like, okay, I, did, I triple dog dare you to try something. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, I like Judy too. Who else? Oh, uh, this. You know, Billy is Carol. Yeah, that's true. She I just had a birthday, right? Who, Carol? Yep, she's 62 years young. That's right, because she was one of the younger. Yeah, she was a kid when she got in the industry. She was like 15, 16. She was the young, one of the younger ones. Yeah, she was. And um, all I know is that, you know, she was well taught and taken care of, you know, when it came yeah. to her career. Yeah, her brother, is, it's a shame her brother passed away, Austin Wine. Yeah, he was one of the, uh, he was the tallest uh, out of the five super fighters, the taller one out of the, the students. The one that was fighting Quan Fing with the pole in the, in the finale when they, yeah, he had died. I think he had something with his uh, respiratory or heart or something like that. Pretty sad because he was still oh. fairly young when he died. And I, I didn't even know she had a brother that was also in film. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to look yeah, at it. Man, Kara, man, she was always doing ballerina moves on people. Her and uh, Sharon Young and uh, Wong Mei Mei and all them, they, they use their flexibility and their grace to right. I, they, they were a lot smoother and softer with their, their work. They, they uh You know, the scorpion kick, I said, nah, women can perfect the scorpion kick better than men can any day, even though Wong Cheng is, you know, the scorpion kick master. But I was like, a woman does it so easier and elegant. You know, you know yep. That's Every true. Is that back kick, man? She she kicks backwards and stuff. It looks just perfect, perfectly choreographed and perfectly well executed. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. She does. Yeah, she does a great scorpion kick. Um, I I don't know. I think it's just the way females are built too. You know. I mean, you guys are built to move with more elegance than grace than men. Men are, you know, are built. More so for brute strength. Yeah, yeah. The brute strength and, you know, but when it comes to touch and stuff, females got that by mind. Yeah, definitely. And, and just watching, you know, Lily Lee, her, and like I said, several others just perform, you know, dance-like moves and moves that require a lot of grace, man. It's like, man. Mm -hmm. And that's more of the feminine style, you know? Yeah. The way they, like, um, like Crane, you know, how sometimes 
it's more considered a, a more feminine than a masculine uh, style of fighting. It's sneak fist, yep. Yep, man, it's... Um, what are your favorite movies? What are some of your favorite movies with any of them? What are, you know... And then there's more female starlets to talk about, like Michelle Yeoh, Cynthia Rothrock, the ones who came a little later. Right, right. So um, I'm going to start off with... I'm going to start off with Michelle Yeoh and... You know, right. it, it, it's hard. It's really hard to pick a favorite movie. You know, um, yep. with her, she's so good in so many movies. It's not even fair. <laughs> but what's weird is that the movie I like the most now. You know, because things always change with me. So as of recent, would be um, Master Z, and it's not. Her martial arts, she really doesn't do any in the film, but it goes to show her acting. You know, her acting, the way she can bring the type of character she's playing out and really make you believe that. You know, she also is really good at showing you, you know, her strength without showing you her strength, you know, and that's what I really liked about that, uh, you know, that role in that uh, but like I said, it's really hard. You know, she's amazing in Catching Tiger. You know, she's amazing in so many other movies. You know? um, so, but that's really hard. But right now, I'm really liking her role, um, the role in particular in Master Z. I still haven't seen Master Z yet, and I need to really catch up on that. But it's also yeah. good to see her show her acting skills, not so much as her fighting skills, because we we seen her we know, we know over yeah. 30 years. But for over 30 years, we know what she can do and what her capabilities are. It's not even in question. But she's actually showing her acting ability, getting a gig on a Star Trek franchise show, or a show for the Star Trek franchise. And mm -hmm. that, is a, that, that is a high honor. You know, whether you're a fan of that or not, to be on a show like Star Trek or anything Star Trek related, that is a high honor. That is that because of how famous and, and how she's the star of the show. That's what make it so much better. It's it's like you know I'm having flashbacks of Samuel Hung starring in martial law for CBS back in the oh 90s. god, yeah. <laughs> but you know Samuel Hung was the action star, but you know. Arsenio Hall stole the show as far as acting and stuff like that because Arsenio Hall is it's a funny yeah, it's comedy, you know. Yeah, but you know, it, it, you you kind of get the flashback of, you know, she's getting her own show. She well, she starred in her own show, and it's a Star Trek show on primetime and stuff like that. And of course, she doesn't have to fight and do all that. So I haven't seen any of it because I'm I'm not into Star Trek. That's my mom and stuff like that. She's more the Trekkie and stuff like that. Right, right. But I, I assume she doesn't have to do a lot of fighting or any action and stuff in it. You know, per se. It's and strictly about her being like John Knuckle, you know, Captain like, Kirk and John Knuckle. I, I, I didn't know about the Star Trek thing either, but 
because she's Michelle Yeoh, she doesn't have to do anything but grace the camera with her presence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah plus she's getting older. She's, you know, she's pushing 60, but she still can go hard, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100, yeah. yeah. yeah but that's, you know, and, and that's how I, I felt about that, you know, with Michelle Yeoh. And I, she just... You know, and I guess personally, I feel that way because she is what I feel what best represents a woman. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain, but to me, she represented like with like a strong woman. You know? Yep, yep, yep. I get what you're saying, a hundred percent. So, and a lot of people, a lot of people, when I tell them, because I've told other people that as well, they're like, what? She doesn't even, you know, do a lot in that film and she doesn't, you know, and I'm like, it's not about that, yo. You know, it, it's not it's what she's bringing out of that character, you know, that's strong. Yeah. So, Justin, so please be me. <laughs> I think sometimes people, when they watch these movies, you know, they're hell-bent on seeing nothing more than just fights. And sometimes when they're not fighting, you get the chance to see how good of an actor some of these, um, you know, actors are outside right. of them, you know, kicking and punching and stuff like that. And um, Ku Fing is a, a great example of that. That guy has fought against the heavyweights, fought with them, against them, and also when he's talking, you shut up and you listen because his acting is in full effect. The dude can act. Yes, he can. And uh, make you realize that she, they didn't choose Michelle Yo just because to be on the Star Trek show just because she could fight because she would play a lesser known character on it. But she is the star. She is at the helm starring in a show for the Star Trek franchise. Star Trek is huge. It's a it cultural and she's the star of that particular show, which is going into what season three or season four or something like that. I have no idea because I'm not. I a, either, I'm, I mean, I'm a Star Wars kind of gal. And you know, I think she probably was up for a role for Star Wars too, but I don't know about that. But you know, um. I kind of was hoping since Jet Li is kind of on the downside of his career and been battling, you know, some health issues that he would get his big break in the acting something dramatic. Because you already know what Jet Li could do. All you need to do is watch his stuff from 1982 to up to 2007 or whatever else. You got 30 mm -hmm. years of Jet Li stuff. You don't need to see any more Jet Li to know how badass Jet Li is. But let's see. <laughs> Let's give him a chance to act in a dramatic role. Let's have him yeah. play a role of a teacher or something. You know, have, uh -oh. him, have him play a role of a professor or something like that. Let's have him do right. that. Let's have him play a role of, you know, some, you know. You know what? And speaking of, speaking of, what is that one movie uh, that Jackie Chan... Uh, what is it? The Jackie Chan. It's a recent, more recent one where he goes and he finds out who killed his daughter or who bombed it. And you're he was a serial killer. You're talking about the movie he did with Pierce Brosnan where it was 
Uh, uh, yup, yep. Yeah, that was a good movie. And, uh, you know, I think people weren't ready to see Jackie in that light. But Jackie's a great actor, no matter if he's being goofy or serious. And that was a really great film to show. You know? People didn't know. Well, you know, Jackie Chan has some serious roles before mm-hmm. that went back to the seventies with Dragon Fist. With Dragon Fist, he was just—you see—you know—you could tell his character had a lot on his mind. wasn't happy, wasn't smiling. His master got killed, and you know, he, the burden of taking care of his, you know, mistress and her daughter, you know, and dealing with the death of his master, you know. That was some of Jackie's best acting there. And he acted well in Killer Medias where he was the villain for the only time of his career as a main villain. He vowed never to play the villain again. And also, he was great in Police Story. He wasn't doing too much goofy stuff in Police Story either. Oh, yeah, Police Story. How many were there? I think there were about four of them, but I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen the, the, the... yeah, the, the same here. About 10 years ago, but I seen Super Cop. That's supposed to be a part of the franchise. And of course, Police Story 1 and 2 that was made in the 80s. And those other movies you were talking about, Jackie being real serious, I haven't yeah. seen those movies. You know, you so for me... Huh? You haven't seen Police Story? No, I haven't seen the Police Stories. I might have seen one, but he I don't remember... He wasn't super serious in it, but he was he was he was serious enough. Yeah, but this one that I'm talking about, the newer Jackie one that we're talking yeah, about, that's yeah, another like that's that's a deep dramatic, you know, that you don't because yeah, there was zero goofy moments with him. Like, dude, like he was, you know, something else. And he did a good job at convincing you his pain, you know. Yeah. Yep, and you know who else? Um Cynthia Rothrock. I mean C- Cynthia, she 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 was badass in her own right and still is, you know, she still, you know, still looks great for her age. Yeah, she's rocking it. Yeah, man. Good. She's gonna be on that Cobra Kai now. Yes, it, yeah, she announced that too. I was like, she's gonna be on Cobra Kai now. I was like, so you're gonna be, let me guess, Dan, one of Daniel's old girlfriends or something like that. <laughs> so I don't know. I've oh, never Terry seen Silver Cobra Kai. Wife or something like that. I, yeah, I don't but, know because I haven't seen Cobra Kai. Yeah, they brought back all the old characters that were still alive, and it, and you know everybody was so glad to see all of them. And stuff, and she was. Uh, I really love Cynthia in uh, Above the Law, aka Writing Wrongs with Yoon Biao. You know, yeah. I'm, I haven't seen anything of Cynthia. Blonde Fury, and, and you know, uh, Yes, Madam with Michelle Yo. She, her, and Michelle Yo was in Yes, Madam together, and they was kicking ass. Ooh, badass. I'm going to have to take that down, too. I don't think that one's on YouTube, though. Yes, ma'am. No. But uh, writing, you seen Writing Wrongs. You got the DVD, right, with with, with uh, 
Yoon Biao above the law, aka right wrongs. I don't think so. Yoon Biao plays a young district attorney who takes justice in his own hands, you know. And she's she's the police officer investigating, you know, his crime and stuff like she knows it was him, but you know. They fight a couple of times, but then they find out who's really behind it and stuff like that. You gotta watch uh, it. Uh, James Ten is in it as a mob boss. Paul Chang is in it. He's a mob boss. Melvin Wong is in it as the superintendent of the police. Wu Ma Koryun, who directs it, is a as a cop, and several others. A lot of recognizable faces from Shaw's and Golden Harvest is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. she was she was a beast in that movie. And she oh, was, a, wow. and of course, you know, she did some some uh, American movies like uh, the China O'Brien, and she was in Fast Getaway One and Two with uh, Corey Haim, the late great Corey Haim, where you know Corey Haim and his uh, father play fugitives, and she's along with it. So I think she plays his like stepmom or you know his dad's girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> And of course, uh, her character was in. She was in. She inspired Sonya Blade. Oh, cool! Yeah, you know she. She bring that up. I can definitely see it. Yeah, but they had the actress who who actually they. But I was like, man, this is Cynthia Roth rock, actually, man. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I can definitely see that now that you bring that up. Yep, and um. Who else did we did we like I said we covered the bad guys, but personally, um, did we we didn't cover enough uh, guys like Billy Chong? We didn't cover Billy Chong. We, we talked about Billy Chong. I remember because I just at that time I had just shown one of his movies, or was it? A- it wasn't on the podcast. No, I thought we talked about him. Okay, we'll skip Billy, right? Uh, no, you don't have to. We can we can touch base on Billy. I mean, Billy, you know, everybody thought, now that I think about it now, I think we did, but I think he was a guy everybody swore was the next big thing because of his on-screen prowess. The guy had a mixture of Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan in his DNA. The guy was doing Jackie Chan, could do Jackie Chan moves, but his fighting prowess was like that of Bruce Lee. The dude is amazing on screen. Even Wong and Chick said that he was probably the most talented guy he ever worked with. That's what really freaked me out because about his career is that, um, you know, you see him and then all of a sudden he's gone. But you were telling me last time that he moved to Indonesia? He started so doing Indonesian films? Yeah, that's where he was from. That's where he was born. And then he went to China and made those films and went back to Indonesia and made a film with his son. Okay. And then, and then I seen the trailer and I said, man, Billy still looks the same, man. He does. I mean, he looks, he speaks pretty good English. I, uh, there's that uh, interview on YouTube where he was talking about his uh, his background and stuff like that. And I had a, a conversation with Toby Russell about 
a dream team up between him and Alexander Lowry. And I said, man, that would be like the ultimate team up. They fight against each other, then they would team up and kick ass together. Right. Alexander Lowry was one of them guys. Once he got going, he was hard to stop. Like you could kick his ass, beat him up, beat him up, and beat him up, but he keeps coming at you, and then he finds a way to beat you down. Right, right. Whereas the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying one was uh, more charismatic and one was more rash, uh, hot-headed one, but that would have been a great combination to see. Yeah, and I like when they do that, when they put <clears throat> the balance of both. Yeah. Yep, so do I. Yeah, it's just a shame that his career was so short-lived. You know, he had he has about maybe 10 films to his credit. Mm. And, you know, all his films, I would recommend them uh, people too. But, but did we touch base on the leg fighters of the industry? That's what I'm thinking. Um... Oh, I, think we did. I think we did. I think that was one of the first things we touched because I remember talking about um, the was leg doctor, the foot, the foot doctor. doctor, the foot well, doctor. He's not a leg fighter. Wilson Tong isn't a leg fighter. He just has great footwork. <laughs> you, I, I know we was probably talking about John Liu, but since we talking John about Liu. John Liu's bad man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can we can about him. John Liu is bad, very underrated, but yeah. everybody knows he's he's got moves. Yes, he does. He is he's extremely flexible, and he's just so cool. Like he always has a smile on his face, or he always everything. You know, he doesn't crack under pressure. He's just the guy that you know has a straight face or a smile on his face, and nothing seems to rob. You know who you know who he reminds you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Sun Chen. Like they, they got that same face, that same look on their face. It's like this particular look. I don't know. It's 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 a certain look. Like I don't know. Yeah, only Sun Chen some of the time always played both sides of the fence. Yeah, I remember we was talking about uh John Lou because we were talking about secret rivals, right? We were right, talking right. about the characters of Don Wong Tao and uh, John Liu and Wong Jang Lee, what they were in that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember you were saying that about Sun Shin, too. Yeah. So we touched base on the leg fighters, but we didn't touch base on all of them, like Wong and shit. We didn't talk about Flash Legs Tan, did we? Did we talk about... Uh, we talked about Casanova Wong. Yeah. We just talked about him. Uh, Wong, um, Chang Shan, of course. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about Flash Legs and like Dorian Tan Tao Liang. <clears throat> I don't, I don't remember talking about him at all. Yeah, he, yeah, man, his, he, it seems like he was a natural born Taekwondo fighter, man. Like, he probably. Was doing Taekwondo the minute he was born. Before what, he movie, what movies did he do? I, you, um, I, I'm back really? with him. Yeah. He was Hand of Death with Jackie, directed by uh, uh, John Woo. He, he was, was in, in what? Hand of Death. 
with Jackie and Samo and James 10. It was directed by John Woo. He was in uh he was in Invincible Kung Fu Legs, aka the Leg Fighters, where um uh, uh the, the fight choreographer, what's his name? Um Ping Kang was the bad guy. In the beginning, he he beats Ping Kang's character, and then his brother takes revenge. He's like, Tan I Chi, I'm gonna kick your head off and place it on my brother's grave. And and what's his name again? Who Dorian Tan? Flash legs. Flash legs, Dorian Tan. Uh, I'm looking. The tornado. Tan Tail Liang. He was in Hot Cool in the Bishes. Remember with Don Wong Tao? Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they have it. They have his name under something else. On. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Dallin Tam and. They got so many names for these folks, man. I just know yeah, them. Yeah, that's like, yeah. It's already hard for me to remember, but I know who you're talking about, definitely. Yeah, the hot, the cool, and the vicious was a great movie. Yeah, definitely. Then Tommy Lee shows up, echoing, limping with a hunt, the hunchback. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. He was that's like, no. And they, I was like, what in the world? I was like, his voice is echoing, dog. When he's looking, <laughs> hunched over. I was like, dog, what in the world? This is awesome. That's oh funny. Mr. Long. Which one? When when uh, he hits Wong Tao, and Wong Tao is like, oh my God, it's Mr. Long. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're not going to stop me. He was like, I'll stop you. <laughs> I mean, he was just so like, like out there, man. But Wong uh, Tao said, "Yeah, he always did. He did those characters for attention and it worked." So, yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, yeah, Flash Legs, Dorian Tan, or Tan Tail Liang, or Dallin Tam, or Dallin mm -hmm. Tam. That's who he is, and you know he played in. A lot of you know great movies. He was in the Himalayan with Angela Baoying and Chan Singh. I remember we talked about Chan Singh on the last one, man. God rest his soul. That guy fought against everybody. <laughs> he's one of those actors that's worked with everybody. And he's got like over 100 films to his credit and he fought against everybody. I, I don't think, the only person I think he has not fought against and I don't know if they fought on TV or something was uh, Gordon Liu, but they might have fought on a television show. Oh. But he's fought against everybody else that I can think of. And he was the type of bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. That guy looked like he could do anything against you. Everybody else was more skilled, but he would come at you. He would come at you just with regular moves and whoop your ass. Like, it <laughs> make look convincing. he wasn't as fancy as everybody else or as skilled, but it was like, dog. I was like, dog, this dude ain't supposed to be beating him like that, but he was so. <laughs> he That's was so funny. Tough. He was so, he was just tough, man. Just tough. Yeah. Grizzly. 
And he was older than mostly everybody, too. So. Well, bro, I got to cut it short. Um, yeah. I got to do some things. No problem, man. Thank you for coming on again. Yeah, of course. Always fun pulling it up with you. Yep. It's been fun chopping it up with you. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can do this again. You know, hopefully. We yeah, can definitely. We'll make some time. Yep. And I would like to thank everybody else out there for listening to this podcast. You know, you know how I be. And I'll see y'all again soon. Until next time, peace and out.